American Radio. If they want to take my guns, they're going to have to bring a station wagon and a whole lot of friends because I'm not giving them anything. From the Car Firearms Group Studio. On the Sig Sauer Platinum Microphone. Mark, we know they want to take our guns, and now we're going to make them eat it. Freedom might be an uphill battle sometimes, but freedom will always prevail. Proudly presented to you by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. Here is your host of Armed American Radio, the loudest conservative voice in America fighting for your rights, Mark Walters. 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 All right, here we go. Armed American Radio's Monster Cast, Hour 2 at the ranch in Georgia, the Car Firearms Group Studios. Six-hour mic lit up for you. X-Insurance presenting every single bit of it. Greg in Dallas, Texas, how you doing, my brother, from another mother with all the bells and whistles and lights and switches and dump switches and all that cool stuff? Yeah, and the program two switches. How about that? I kind of figured that was the case. That's why I was <laughs> chuckling when I came back in. <laughs> that's, just the, <laughs> that's just the We were talking about at the top of the hour, ladies and gentlemen, that you couldn't hear because we were not live. There was commercial breaks going on on stations around the country. But it was first hour was a weird hour. Yeah, yeah. I'm not exactly sure why. I don't either. It was actually very informative, and, uh, you know, I think it was odd. It seemed a little odd because our, our, our usual anchor wasn't there first out of the box, Alan. And then we had... Anchor. Yep. Alan usually anchors anchor. the first hour, first part of the show with all the news and all the updates and stuff, and then we usually have AWR swoop in, or, but we had John Lott the first part of the hour, so, yeah. I mean, it's just a little switch up. And to, what, if you missed Alan Gottlieb, let's give you a little taste of Alan Gottlieb. Hello, Mark. It's great to be with you and your listeners today. Yep, that's pretty go. much it. <laughs> that's the best Alan Gottlieb impersonation I can give you right now. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, before we get cracking here, goat guns. I got to throw this out because mine came in yesterday. And, Greg, I went to fire up my grill yesterday. All right. And when I got done grilling steaks my son and his girlfriend had already put together both of my goat guns. Wow. And I didn't get the ch- and I love to do that. They're that easy though. They're they're so easy to put together. Oh, they had a ball. I said, "What are you guys doing?" They said, "We're we're building your guns for you." Ladies and gentlemen, these goat guns are the real deal, okay? You still have time. These are great gifts. Great gifts. Dr. John Adine from Doctors for Responsible Gun Ownership <laughs> sent me a photograph today. Yeah, he was on the program Friday talking about it with yeah. us. He sent me a photograph of his collection in the stand. It is a remarkable collection. Yeah. What, what, here's how cool they are. When you look at them, they look real. If you didn't have anything in the background, you would think that was a real collection, except maybe for the RPG that's there. <laughs> GoatGuns.com, which would be kind of fun to have. GoatGuns.com. Use the promo code AAR and take 10% off. Shop while you're on air, while I'm on air. If you can do that and do it safely while you're not driving, pick some up. Believe me, great gifts for yourself, your friends, your neighbors, the gun lover in your life will love it. Great for the brother-in-law, father-in-law. All that cool stuff. Brother, even sister, it's great stuff. All right, let's go to our guest. Diana Muller joins me right now. Diana, always a pleasure to have you here. Thanks for jumping in with me today. I appreciate it very much. Boy, I've been following you for the last couple weeks. You, safe to say, got around. <laughs> yeah, I told somebody. I told somebody it was a little sporty. This whole, this whole uh, past couple weeks of my life has been sporty. <laughs> well, well, let's go. Let's go there because well, let's start with you were in Thailand, and that's because you were doing an IPSC 
World Shotgun Shoot at IPSC, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who don't know, is the International Practical Shooting Confederation. And there are, I guess it's the largest in the world right now, right? Encompassing everything from the United States, North America, all the Americas, Africa, Asia, Europe, Middle East. Yeah, there were there were 40, I want to say 48 countries there, uh, almost 600 wow. competitors. Uh, so it's really a unique opportunity for us to, A, represent uh, the United States and almost has an Olympic feel to it. But also you get to make relationships with people all over the world. You know, uh, funny story is I was really worried about getting out of uh, the country with my firearms because I booked right. through uh, a Japanese airline. And somebody said, hey, they don't let you go with firearms. Well, it just so happened that I had been shooting the entire week with a gal who was on the Thai uh, national team in my squad. And she's a police officer at the airport. And she worked the night I left. So I was like, I had a little friend there that was, you know, that could help me with the language barrier and then at least uh, vouch for me that, you know, what's going on. So I got out of the country. I got back and uh, it was an amazing trip. But uh, it's always stressful flying with firearms to a foreign country. It can be stressful flying with firearms within this country, depending on where you're going to to New York City. Yeah, I don't even do that. Yeah, you know, I, yeah. I was recently up, at, you know, I went up to SIG in October yeah. and stayed in Boston, you know, through there. And I, you know, we flew in and out of Boston. I just didn't want the hassle. So yep. I carried a big walking stick with me, which is quite the weapon, too, by the way. And it is it is you can carry that on an aircraft, ladies and gentlemen, with no problem. Right. The funny the funny part about it was they kept asking me if I needed assistance to get to the gate because I had this cane. <laughs> and I'm, like, I'm wondering about my wife. I said, why do these people keep asking me that? She goes, because you're carrying a cane. I went, oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't put two and two together. So yeah, I, first, I carry a waft flashlight with me um, on the plane. You can carry a plane. Um, flashlights and actually i have a tactical pen that's in amongst other pens that they haven't confiscated yet so those are my two my two go-to's on the plane they'll get to them at some point let's let's knock on wood studio desk that they don't maybe sooner or or later okay so first of all let's talk about the trip i thought it was neat because i was watching your stories as this was unfolding would it take you three days to get there yeah, well, for me, it actually did because, like I said, it's stressful flying with firearms. And I went from Kansas City to um, – I went from my mom and dad's was closest to Kansas City from Thanksgiving. So I go Kansas City to Dallas, and I had plenty of time to get on the Qatar flight, which was the 14-hour leg. And wow. they wouldn't let me on the plane. They said, you have to go get your gun and check it. And I was like, well, bring me my gun. I had plenty of time. Well, hour one goes by, hour two goes by. And then finally they're like, oh, our counter's closed. So you got to stay here for the night. You got to leave tomorrow. So that was devastating because, you know, I was already prepared for a 40-hour trip anyway. So mm-hmm. just adding another day to that was, was brutal. But, um, it, yeah, cannot uh, cannot recommend Qatar uh, for their seats. The seat I was on was the smaller. I felt like a sardine for real. Um, yeah, so choose another one. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually saw that photograph that you took, and I could not believe you had to sit on that for 14 hours. Now, I, you know, I guess, you know, I, I on, a, on a 14-hour flight to guitar like that, I'm sure sitting up front is probably many, many, many thousands of dollars. 
So many. I, yeah, many, many thousands six, of dollars. Six I'm many, sure. I think, is what I checked. Six and, many. And saw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so you got the smaller seat. Now, so talk to me when you got there. You, the rest of the trip went okay with your firearms. You had the proper paperwork and all that good stuff. When you got there, how does this shoot unfold? Tell, tell us about it. Well, the tie, the tie shooting, uh, basically USPSA, United States Practical Shooting Association, their compadre over there, Thailand Practical Shooting Association, had a very streamlined uh, within the airport. So getting in and getting out of the airport TSA type-wise was, was a breeze. Um, and then you go, you check in. We got there a week early, so uh, we could acclimate to the 12-hour time difference. And then um, 12 hours or more, because it was 12 hours East Coast, and um, and you could you know, go to the range. We there were several practice ranges we found, and um, you know get to experience some of the culture that you know once once the match started, I was pretty much in match mode and I didn't get to go. It was in Pattaya, which is about uh, an hour and a half, hour forty five minutes south of Bangkok. Uh, so we fly into Bangkok and uh, get a ride down to. We stayed in an Airbnb had six different families in this Airbnb with a pool. We had a pool party for Fioki one night. Uh, Fioki footed that. And it was, it, wait until you see the pictures. It's, it's The whole trip was fabulous. We documented a lot of it. Uh, so once, once I have some time to start putting that together, you'll see some more content. Yeah, well, tell people where they can find you on Instagram, because I was fascinated watching your entire journey. I thought it was great. Oh, thank working you. People- yeah, it was neat. Well, where, where can I'm people heavily get on shadow banned, so anybody who wants to actually come look for me, I'd appreciate it. Uh, Die.Muller, D-I.M-U-L-L-E-R on Instagram, and then on Facebook, I am Diana Muller 3Gun, I believe. Um, so, yeah, that, uh, you know, honestly, I'm appalled at somebody not doing something about the censorship on our social media platforms. I mean, it's like, I see it every day and, and it's like, I can't even post a picture of a gun anymore. Um, and I don't know that I'm not fighting back against it. I don't know if I'm not doing something right, but I hear other people say, Oh, it's just your content. And I'm like, dude, I just like, you know, I can't show a picture of me or a video of me in a competition, uh, it goes against community standards. Well, I, for whatever it's worth, as we get ready to go to this first break, I have a really cool picture of you up on the video for the television viewers that are watching the show. Awesome. With you and your Daniel. Oh, yeah, carrying your DD and your shotgun. Great picture of Diana Moore. So you want to watch us, you can visit armedamericanradio.com and click watch live, should you choose to do that. Or you can check us out on Opslands, facebook.com slash Opslands. Watch us on your Apple TV and your devices and all that cool stuff. We'll be right back. One more segment with Diana. We'll talk about the actual match itself. following segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Defender Coffee. When you drink Defender Coffee, you're making a donation to a gun rights organization of your choice that protects and defends your freedoms. Welcome back to the show. Oh, so breaking news right here. Biden is unhurt as a car crashes into presidential motorcade vehicle. There's that. Welcome back. Car Firearms Group Studio, Sig Sauer, Mike lit up for you. X Insurance presenting every single bit of it. Visit all of our partners at Armed American Radio. Dot com. As we head into our 15th year on the airwaves, April 26th is that anniversary. We couldn't do it without all of our great partners. We're here because of them and because of you. 
support them. DefenderCoffee.com, you just heard that rejoin. We drink it every day at the ranch, and every day we drink Defender Coffee, we support the Second Amendment Foundation as well because a portion of the profits for the coffee I just drank, we direct to go to the Second Amendment Foundation. You can do the same thing. DefenderCoffee.com, use the promo code AAR. Let's go back to Diana Muller. Diana, it's great to have you here. Thanks for being here. Now, so you got there. You got to Thailand. Everything was cool. Safe travels. It was really fun to watch you get over there. I was just asking Greg during the break, do you really acclimate to a 12-hour time change? Yeah, you do. Uh, You know, I tried to start on the airplane and figure out when I was going to sleep, when I was going to try to stay awake, and then I I had kind of a plan. Uh, So I I think, and my body's very much in tune with light, daylight. It likes to be awake when it's light and when it's dark i like to sleep and then i had some help with a, a sleeping pill so <laughs> oh there you go i guess that works all right so tell us yeah. about the match now how many matches did you shoot i know lena took home i, I don't I, so yeah she took home gold so tell us what happened yep. there so when you got there how many matches did you shoot what kind of matches we were they one, it's one match it's a world shotgun match so it's five days uh we shoot six stages a day uh, so 30 stages total, and then at the end, you crown. Uh, it's just like the Olympics. You got your gold medal, wow. your silver medal, and your bronze medal. So, yeah, Lena, uh, we were very, very, uh, myself, Lena, and uh, Lanny Barnes. We, Lanny Oakley, some people know her as. We represented mm-hmm. Fioki. Uh, we were Team Fioki over there. We were all on different teams. So, Lena was on standard, I was on modified, and Lanny was on open. So we had three different opportunities to get that gold. We only brought home two. So I was the weak link there. Um, I did not. I did not medal. So that was the first time. And I, I'll tell you this, it's a lot more fun when you win. <laughs> yeah, well, you were there and, you, and, and the team did. And that's what matters. So tell yeah. us about the open, the modified, et cetera. Give us, give us the breakdown of the categories. Well, opens is no holds barred. It's really uh, box fed shotguns. Looks like, you know, AKs or um, ARs. And um, and then modified, you can have some extra things, but you can't have a box bed. And then standard is just a eight round two, you know, eight ten round. You can have it any tube you want, but you can only start with nine rounds total. So and then there's there's another division, um, the pump that we didn't have a ladies division in, but um, those are the divisions you shoot. Uh, at the end, you culminate into your gold, silver, and bronze medal, and uh, you. It's it's very very exciting and it's very very cool to see uh, all the teams and uh, like Team Brazil and Team South uh, America or South Africa, they are they are amazing. Uh, like the way they coordinate their their dress and the way their their chants and things like that, it really does want to make you up your game. You know, it's interesting because as I was following along with you on this. I, I think a lot of a lot of folks don't realize just how popular this sport is around the world. People don't think of well, Thailand, right, or, or Brazil or Africa. We, we, a lot, I do because I follow it, obviously, but many people don't. They don't realize how popular the shooting sports really are. Yeah, Mongolia, that was like the team that was I hadn't seen there before. Um, but, yeah, we have it, – it's, it's just an amazing experience. And we we're talking – one of the, you know, the senior officials was talking about trying to get it introduced to the Olympics. So um, we are we're pushing in that direction. And, I, you know, i got to give a shout-out to my, my gear. Um, Benelli M2 and my yep. Fioki ammunition were – they just didn't miss a beat. Um, you know what the, the – one of my sponsors, Patriot Mobile – 
uh, that was my biggest gear surprise. Is I turned my phone on in Bangkok, in Pattaya, in Japan, coming home, and I'm like, it just works. I'm like, how is this happening? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that was like one of my biggest surprises because one of my friends, um, Anna Taylor, actually came over on a whim to help me during the match, and she was an amazing caddy. I don't know if you know Anna Taylor from Dean Adams. She founded Dean Adams at Concealed Carry. I do, yes. And yeah, and she came over and she was an amazing caddy, but she was just cussing her phone the entire time and cussing her husband because she was he was supposed to do it, get it all worked out for, her and it didn't. But Patriot Mobile um, has they use three different towers, so you can choose your towers. And right now, I was on the AT and T towers. But what I love about it is, and what you guys you guys understand as well, is that they support our lifestyle. They support the Second Amendment. Right. And if anybody listening wants to tr- give them a try out. Um, Use to a patriot, and a portion of your bill goes to um, women for gun rights. Who yeah, was you know, testifying it, in in the House Judiciary yes. committees this week? Let's go there. That was where I wanted to go next. I do want to talk with you about Patriot Mobile. We'll talk off air very soon about that. Yeah. But let's talk about that. Let's talk about that testimony this week. I, I really enjoyed watching Beth Alcazar. I've known Beth for many many years, and I just yep. they all the women up there did a fantastic job. Tell us about it. Because you also I founded the D.C. Project, too, so let's make that clear. I, I did. The D.C. Project is now rebranded to Women for Gun Rights. And uh, we got the call to, you know, we, we need somebody to testify. And Shirley Wattrell and uh, Beth Alcazar were one of, were two of three women. Another woman from, uh, I want to say, California that's an FFL. She's, she was amazing, too. Um, but, you know, Shirley is a domestic violence survivor. She is our Florida state director. Um, Beth has been our Alabama state director, and now she's a delegate. She works for USCCA. Um, and they just told their stories of Beth being a mom and choosing to carry and, and how it empowers, you know. And it, 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 I thought they did a fantastic job. Oh, they it did. Really take, they really take the sales out. So one of the things that we try to do as Women for Gun Rights is if you don't pay attention, Moms Demand Action is a Bloomberg-funded $60 million a year group that are, are just – there to influence everybody so they did have about 10 people show up in their signature red shirts and we you know we had about five people show up in our signature teal shirts and it really just takes the wind out of their sails and honestly we show up and i can't i can't i wish we had all the money that they have to just organize an army to counter and take the wind out of their sails because some of these women i don't think they've ever heard another woman speak about empowering yourself and being your own first responder um and and that's you know we show up for them just as much as we show up for the legislators or we show up for the testimony we want to we want to be that visual counterpiece to mom's demand action and let let them know that they're not they're they don't speak for all women and you know it was interesting diana the red shirts or orange shirts whatever you want to call them were sitting back behind your teal shirts so you out visualized them on cameras Mm -hmm. and i really enjoyed the way every woman up there really well changed the narrative when you had uh, sheila jackson lee and lucy mcbath trying to redefine empowerment and the women up Mm -hmm. there made it very very clear that the gun did empower them and was there was obviously there to save lives diana moe you're awesome i can't wait to talk with you give ryan our best please you know we're 
saying a prayer for him here at the ranch. God Appreciate bless it. you for everything you do. Welcome home. Congratulations. You guys are awesome. Look Thank forward you, to talking to you soon. You betcha, Diana. And we will be back now with Russell Stewart coming in from Beverly Hills Guns. That was a lot of fun with Diana. We'll be back right after this. segment of Armed American Radio is being brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Don't forget to use the promo code AAR at MyPillow.com. Welcome back. Welcome back indeed. Armed American Radio Ranch fired up for you here in the Car Firearms Group Studios. The Sig Sauer Mike lit up. X-Insurance is presenting all of it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you need coverage for anything, anything in your life, X-Insurance has you covered, literally, whether it's your toys your guns, which can be considered your toys. Depends on how you look at it. I look at them as my toys. I love my guns. And a true umbrella policy to cover what your homeowners does not. X-Insurance has it for you. They also cover your freedom. And they go all the way to the mat with you. Should you, God forbid, ever need it, X-Insurance will be there. They will not bail and walk away from you as others have and do. X-Insurance will not. They will take you all the way. ArmedAmericanRadio.com. Get all the information. It's all right there for you. Also, check out those goat guns. Diana just wanted to know what the code was for that. Goat guns are selling like crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Those things are a lot of fun. Get them for Christmas. GoatGuns.com. Russell Stewart, Beverly Hills Guns founder. Russell, welcome in, brother. Thanks for being here again. I, I couldn't wait to carry on the conversation from last week with you this week. How are you, my friend? Awesome, my man. Thank you so much for having me back. And yeah, that was such a great combo. Was looking forward to getting jumping right back in. Well, let's jump right back in because we didn't get to go near as far as we wanted to last week. Now, I, I you know, I, I, I think I'm going to bring you back next week also. And you and I both know why. We'll leave it at that. But it's Christmas Eve. What I'd like to do is tape something with you coming up this week. So we'll talk about that off air. But you've got more information for listeners. You, you are just chock full of information. But for now, let's just focus on California, really, and pick up where we left off. Because you guys are really, quote, unquote, under the gun out there. And I want to continue the conversation. Crime is off the charts out there. Off the charts out there. And it's getting worse every single day. Take it from there. Yeah, I mean, it's just like rinse, wash, and repeat every single day. It's like a revolving door. Um, you know, uh, uh, we just, you know, I don't want to misquote any stats, but there's, it's, it's, it's hard to believe if we don't lead the nation across the board in so many different categories, especially in letting criminals go. I mean, I talk to police every single day, and they literally look at a guy and they go, yeah, I arrested that guy six times in the last month. And he just keeps getting out. In fact, we actually just had um, a violent crime against a Jewish couple about a week ago, which you can Google violent attack. Uh, in fact, yeah. the um, the uh, Beverly Hills Courier, our local paper, even uh, posted yesterday that it looks like the man might face uh, the, you know, um, a death sentence. That's how bad this you know attack was. It was anti-Semitic. It was a hate crime. But. What people fail to even talk about is that he was just let out of jail, literally walked out of the jail and attacked this man. So uh, it, 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 it's we got to get to a point of like getting back to just 
reality. In fact, that's something that I'm going to be talking about a lot in the the upcoming weeks is just reality. I'm sorry. You can talk about how you want things to be and you can get your crystal ball and your Ouija board and your crystals and all that. And we all can sing Kumbaya and think that everything's hunky-dory, but you're lying. Everything is a mess. Everything is broken. People are scared. People cannot live their normal lives. People who haven't even been affected by crime just see the news and go, I don't even want to get out of bed. And yet, you well, hey, Russell, let me let me stop you. Let me stop you. How long have you lived in Beverly Hills? This is going into my 16th year. OK, you've been there a while. And I've been to Beverly Hills when I felt that Beverly Hill, I felt I was safe in Beverly Hills away from other parts of L.A. I had no fear walking the streets of Beverly Hills 15, 20, 25 years ago when I was out there. Okay, none, none. Didn't didn't even think about. I mean, you do because, you, you know, you keep your head on a swivel, right? Most of us do. We should anyway. There's there's always that. I'm that guy that walks in to a place and goes, okay, how do I get out of here if I have to? All right. But I don't order from the Braille menu because I don't want to take my eyes off of everything because I'm paranoid. But I never felt like I was going to be a victim in Beverly Hills. That's so dangerous there now. Again, ladies and gentlemen, they're they're telling people not to wear their watches or carry their Louis Vuitton purse or whatever it may be. Because all you're going to do is entice a criminal in your 16 years there. When did you notice it starting to get bad, real bad, like, okay, this is a problem bad? I started noticing and getting bad, uh, obviously, like many cities did during the pandemic. And then after the George Floyd riots, I think it just kind of gave this this kind of license to steal and license to abuse. Um, And then it's just kind of trickled on past that. But obviously, there is a confidence in these people. I mean, obviously, look, you're going to get your occasional mentally ill person that's just doing it because they're nuts. But you have organized crime here now. We have actually had organized crime teams from other states. We've had organized crime teams from other countries coming into Beverly Hills and committing serious crimes. And I mean seriously violent crimes. Uh, We had a home invasion here several months back in Beverly Hills uh, at, you know, a a very prominent residence home. And there was five, six guys all heavily armed. And I don't mean like with 22 pistols. I mean with rifles. Imagine six people coming in your house with rifles. Like that's insanity. You know, it's like a movie. Um, But this is reality. And the thing is, too, is that, you know, I really want to get people's attention that it's, it's coming everywhere because as you have more and more woke politicians and more and more woke DAs coming into power, and we're seeing this across the country now, it's not unique to Beverly Hills, right. but the more and more that you take a stance of, well, you know what, it just ruins the family if you send these people to jail, you get them into the system. No, you know what ruins the family is when a perpetrator breaks into a house with six of his friends and terrorizes someone. It ruins that family. Let's start focusing on the good people being demonized and not on the bad people that had a choice. And, yes, we can get into socioeconomics and we can get into, you know, some, you know all of these other factors that, that, that does commit crime. 
But when you're talking about armed gunmen driving 20, 30 miles into a neighborhood that they've been casing for weeks to bring heavily armed long guns into someone's home to rob them, that is not about a socioeconomic issue. That is about a law enforcement and that is about a prosecution issue that has given these people carte blanche to create havoc and chaos and it's ruining people's lives. Yeah, what I find fascinating about this conversation, ladies and gentlemen, let me just impart this to you, is from a socioeconomic standpoint, the reason I want you to hear this and want you to hear it from Russell Stewart, the founder of Beverly Hills Guns, is precisely because we're talking about Beverly Hills. This is not a place that we would have talked about having these problems just four or five years ago, Russell, I don't think. The occasional crime, I mean, yeah, that happens everywhere, right? We get that. But this is, this is day-to-day violent activity now occurring in a city where, it, it, you know, on a, it's a larger scale of, well, people say, Russell, you hear it all the time. Well, that doesn't happen around here. Ladies and gentlemen, if it's happening in Beverly Hills, trust me, it's happening in your little gated community, okay? And if it's not, it can or it will. Don't think that you're immune to this stuff because you're not. And I, I, I can pretty much guess, and you've told me before, but I don't think you ever expected to see this. I would have never expected to see this, but then again, I have become almost numb to watching numb skulls get elected, putting people in place that just seem to think that this is okay or seem to then spin it and say, well, you know, it, it really wasn't his fault. Or, or listening to an AOC go on TV, which the, the, the sound bites become a million memes, but her to say that all oh, they're just stealing food is, you know, is to get bread. Um, mm. it, you know, our leadership just needs to change. Yeah, that's a fact. When we come back, I'm going to ask you, Russell, about the voting block out there. Are you sensing a change because of what's happening? As many people are in some other big Democrat-run cities. We'll be right back with Russell Stewart, founder of Beverly Hills Guns. segment of Armed American Radio is being sponsored by Crossbreed Holsters. Make sure to visit CrossbreedHolsters.com. Now let's get back to me. Uh, Back to the show. One more segment with, excuse me, Russell Stewart of Beverly Hills Guns. That's Beverly Hills in California. Beverly Hills, a crime-ridden city now. Would you have ever thunk that? Welcome back to the Car Firearms Group Studio. Sig Sauer Mike, Mark Walters in front of that mic, filling your prescription for freedom. All of it being brought to you today and every day. By the great X insurance. Russell, welcome back. One more segment with you. Thanks for jumping in here today. So let's talk a little bit about the voting block. Notoriously left wing in Beverly Hills, Chicago, crime ridden crap hole, notoriously left wing, St. Louis, Baltimore, New Orleans, Atlanta, Philadelphia, New York. I can go on and on and on with big Democrat run cities, San Francisco, in a just an absolute mess. Los Angeles, absolute mess. But there are some signs that the voters are beginning to see through the lies of the Democrat Party and the lies they've been told. Are you sensing that? Because you've got what and I, I don't know, maybe maybe Hollywood's not as educated as I give it credit for, okay? But you've got a lot of rich, 
lots of money, a lot of rich people out there, very far left. Are they figuring it out and just don't want to admit it? Because, look, I know you get a lot of famous people in your shop that will never, ever, ever want anybody to know what they're doing in there. Are they figuring it out at the voting booth? Well, time will tell. You know, uh, the conversations I've had with very prominent people, including some celebrities who are definitely publicly left, have been very interesting over the last few months. Uh, I really do believe, I really do believe that there is some light at the end of the tunnel. I think that there's people that are just finally fed up. I mean, you look at somebody like Bill Maher who over the last several years has been eking into the center, if not even making profound, positive comments to, you know, right-leaning, you know, ideology. But not even based on ideology, just saying, hey, guys, actually, you know what? Being normal and being... Uh, um, cognizant of your surroundings and wanting to have a safe family and clean streets and good education is not a right wing thing. It is a normal American thing. It's the it's the far left that has taken the center so far left that if you just think that getting up in the day and just having, you know, a cup of coffee and going to work and coming home and providing for your family. If that's QAnon, ultra MAGA life, then then come on. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I mean, so when you finally are seeing major celebrities going, whoa, 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 whoa. Just saying that I should have my rights and, and, and I should have the right to be free and safe is not a far right-wing extremist thing to say. That is the most normal thing anyone could ever ask for. And finally, they're going, no, 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 I can't be strung into this. I can't subscribe to what is now, for lack of a better term, just pure lunacy. It's lunacy. And finally, I do believe wholeheartedly that you will see, whether it's going to be a victory or not, that's a different story. But I think you're going to see the greatest turnout of Democrats that don't vote down the party line this upcoming primary in March. I I wouldn't be shocked by that. You know, you just touched on something because when you talk about crime and let's go here, let's face it, Hollywood not concerned about inflation for the most part. They don't care. They don't care that they're paying seven dollars a gas for a gallon of gas out in California when they're worth millions and millions of dollars. Some of them billions. They couldn't care less. Inflation doesn't touch them. Grocery bills don't touch them like they touch the average Joe Blow. Like they touch me. Like they touch you, listener. Okay. Maybe some of you are fortunate enough that it doesn't. It's not that big of a concern for you. And I hope that's the case. But crime touches everybody, Russell. Everybody. Everybody wants to be secure. It doesn't matter how much money you have. You want to feel safe when you walk down Rodeo Drive. You want to feel safe when you pull into your community. It doesn't matter what you're driving. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how much money you have or don't have. Isn't that, you know, and I I think that's where that shift is going to occur. You're going to get those meatheads like Rob Reiner and the rest of them. They're just bloviating, ideologue idiots. But the average, you know, not everybody in Beverly Hills is a celebrity, are they? Gosh, no, no. In right. fact, okay. Yeah, is, per capita, there's very few, actually. 
So most of those people are concerned, and celebrities as well. Are, I bet you Keanu Reeves is concerned with crime right now after his house just got <laughs> broken into. Right? I mean, yeah. but, but crime touches everybody, right? And that's where I think you're going to see a sea change at some point. And I think you're beginning to see the beginning of it now. And what's interesting, you mentioned Bill Maher. I'm not so sure Bill Maher has shifted. I think what's happened is the left has shifted so far left that Bill Maher now looks moderate, okay? Well, yeah, that, that was my whole point, is, is that there's such a... The, there's such a needle move that Bill Maher being a woke liberal now makes him a conservative because it's gone right. so ultra left that it's just mind blowing. But but again, it's still it's nice to see. And he's not the only one. There are several major celebrities out there who are finally just going, whoa, whoa, hey, guys, I don't subscribe to this. And I'm telling, you know, and people with a big following, you know, big uh, major you know, shows on TV to say, I don't subscribe to this. This is dangerous. So to hear typical woke liberals to start talking about ultra left language being dangerous, I think that's a victory by itself because it is. Agreed. It's I agree. so extreme. And don't get me wrong. I'm not a huge ultra right wing guy either. You know, I think there's danger on both sides. But I think finally when you have influential people who people follow and people listen to are finally saying, well, guys, enough is enough. This is not going to, you know, bode well for the country or any individual city. We've got to get back to normal. We've got to get back to decency. And I'm sorry, if you look at the math, that's going to be our side. Well, it, it's, it is going to be interesting to see for a number of different reasons, because there are a lot of people, and I know you get this, who will go into your shop that they don't want anybody knowing they went into your shop. Are those people going to, because in order for them to be heard, they need to speak up. And the question I guess I'm asking is, is, an, is there enough of them that are going to speak up to make a difference in an election? I, I guess it hope remains so. to be seen. You know, you know the, yeah, I mean, definitely it remains to be seen. I just think that there's enough crime happening which is just everywhere. I think there's enough crime happening. There's enough gas prices through the roof. Water bills have quadrupled. Electric bills have quadrupled. uh, uh, Grocery prices have quadrupled. That there's enough low-income people in the state of California that are just getting annihilated. Just annihilated. And for these people to think that, well, but but I can still get the handouts. Even the handouts are less now. Yeah. So they drew them in with all the BS and all the free crap and all the other stuff to say vote Democrat. And now they're getting screwed, too. So I hope that they smarten up and uh, vote them out of office. Boy, I hope you're right about that. I hope there's enough of them out there because, well, you're certainly out there. And what, the 90210? Is that what we call it? The OC, the 90210? I don't know. Well, you know you know what's going on out there. And, hey, thank you for being here to talk about it. It's, it's an eye-opener. It really, truly is. Russell Stewart, founder, Beverly Hills Guns, Beverly Hills Guns. If you live in Los Angeles and you want a gun, go see Russell. Beverly Hills Guns. Russell, we'll be talking with you this week. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it very much. As always, when we come back six minutes after the hour, Brad, Neil, Justin, a classic AAR roundtable. Don't go away. You've just filled your 
your prescription for freedom with Mark Walters. Presented by X-Insurance. X-Insurance. On the Armed American Radio Network. 